Hi, I'm Fiona Dolan. And I'm Megan Archbold. And this is You, Me, and Six Degrees. Everyone has that weird claim to fame. Whether it's going to school with an A-list actor. Being related to the village witch. Or your relative having an affair with the future president of the United States. Everyone's got a story. Every week, our guest star tells us their claim to fame, and we have 15 minutes to find the degrees of Kevin Bacon. If we fail to connect them in six degrees or less, we owe our guest a package of bacon. Let's get sizzling. Sound effects. And go. All right, so we're actually recording our first podcast. Welcome back, or welcome to Bacon Babes. Welcome. You will be Bacon Babes when you are fans. So It's our first breakfast together. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to go first telling my family story. Do it. Great. So on um, one night many, many moons ago, this old lady, well, she wasn't old. She was born <laughs> in Italy. She wasn't old if she was just born. She was just born. She's a Benjamin Button case. But uh, her name's Carmela Vitale. And then, fast forward, once she aged back up, she moved to the United States of America, and she settled in Dix Hills, Long Island, New York. Ooh. Ooh. There, she had several children. How many? Three? Four? Several. Oh, Unclear. Yeah. Um, her, one of her daughters was named Sandra, and on January 29th of some year in the 80s, <laughs> Sandra married my Uncle Kevin. Kevin! My dad's brother. Now, Carmela Vitale, in the 80s, on February 10th, 1983, issued her first patent. Now, what was that patent for? Tell me, tell me. That patent was for a tiny piece of plastic. I know, plastic, we're trying to get rid of it, but this piece of plastic is one that is revered. One that we all love, one that we all get joy from when we see it. That piece of plastic is a little table. And no, that little table is not where Ratatouille eats his dinners. <laughs> that little table is in your cardboard pizza box. <gasps> Carmela Vitale, my aunt's mother, my relative by marriage, invented the pizza table that comes in the pizza boxes. I know. That's incredible. It's the most New York thing about me <laughs> is that I am pizza royalty. <laughs> but can you believe it? You're basically Pizzerina Savaro. Oh my gosh. Like, paint me in red, green, and white, and let's go. So I love that a woman from Long Island, well, Italy originally, but a woman from Long Island invented the pizza table. That's amazing. It's the truly the American dream. The Italian immigrant story is to come here and save all of us from bad Italian food by making sure our cheese does not stick to the top of the box. So, like, before that, did people just... Like, were their pizzas just ruined all the time? Was that the, the issue? It was awful. They would described it worse than the bubonic plague. <laughs> the amount of times you would open a pizza box and you're like, there's no cheese. It's just fleshy dough. Ew. No one wants to eat fleshy dough. <laughs> it's not, not the fleshy dough. So Carmela Vitale came along and she thought, you know what? Something needs to change. People around the world need to enjoy pizza. <laughs> so she went on vacation to Brazil and saw something similar in brazil mm -hmm. and she came back and she was like i like the concept yeah. but like most women i can do it better than the man who first thought of it Natch. so she did it better and she issued patent number four million four hundred and ninety eight 
586. Okay, side note, I did not know there were that many patents. And that was issued on February 12th, 1985. Imagine how many were patents. Like, Holy Shark Tank has like four pitches a week. That's a lot of patents. That's so many patents. So she is a business Wait, woman. four million? No, 4,000. 4, oh, did I say million? It's 4,000. Oh. <laughs> I'm not good at reading numbers. I was like, there have been four. How, how long has the patent office even existed? Wait, no, I'm lying. It is four million. That's, Holy shit. How many digits is in a million? Four, five, six. There's seven digits. Seven. Yeah, that's that's a million. Right, it's four. Number four million four hundred ninety-eight thousand five hundred eighty-six. Wow. It's the pizza table patent. Now she did call it the pizza saver because okay. that's what its purpose was was to save our pizzas. It saved pizza, yeah. They are fun. They're cute for your Barbie dolls, but they truly have a purpose. And I want everyone, as her long living relative, <laughs> who has very vague memories of this woman. Uh, she did sadly pass away in 2005. Um, we love Carmela. Her family is still going strong. Amazing. Obviously, off the all the pizza table money. Yeah. Wow. Um, some fun facts about Carmela Vitale, though, is mm-hmm. she has uh, been on Jeopardy. Wow. She was mentioned as the answer. Uh-huh. So um, Alex Trebek did say Carmela Vitale's name. <gasps> When it was still Alex. Oh, that's yes. so cool. Because they asked the question about, like, what she invented, mm-hmm. which was the pizza saver. Pizza saver. And there is a song called Carmela Vitale uh, by a com- British comedian named John Finmore. Um, it's appeared on Radio 4. It's a fantastic song to listen to. I recommend everyone go stream it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about my relative by marriage. Wow. Yeah. So you're related to the woman who invented the pizza saver. The pizza saver. Pizza saver. Let's put some respect on the name. Okay? Yeah, that's, that's the original name there. This yeah. This woman issued the four million four hundred and ninety-eight thousand five hundred eighty-six patent. Oh my god. And we should call it the pizza saver. Here, here, the pizza saver. Wow. Yeah, because how many times have you like used one for your dolls or like a little? You know, you're like, oh, it's a little tape. Like I remember as a kid being like, yeah. it's like. A little table. You know, it's so kids love little miniature stuff. Yeah. You know. I love miniature stuff now. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> it's saves, still cool. Yeah. It saves your pizza. It saves your doll. I think what's really fascinating was, like, made in 1985. And if you think about 1985 to now, how many technological advances have come mm-hmm. in the world just in any sort of facet. And, like, you would think that someone would constantly be trying to rework this small thing. I feel like people are constantly trying to reinvent things that don't need reinventing. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things that hasn't been reinvented. It's so simple. It, yeah. It's, per, it's the, it's just the peak little... form of that object. Like, there is no room for improvement on right. that, you know. It will last forever. Mm-hmm. Carmela Vitale, every time I open up a pizza box, I will exclaim, with uh, all the might of my ego <laughs> that I am related to her. We had pizza last night. And we, we did. <laughs> and that, guess what? They came with pizza tables. We speak her name every time we have a pizza table. in our, Because sometimes they, so they don't always use them nowadays, I've noticed. Like, yeah, so, what are they doing? I, don't, I think maybe in, in New York where you're like, you're taking, you are taking it away. Like they're not stacking a bunch True. and like delivering it in a car. I feel like it, it is much more like suburban deliveries for yeah. the pizza table. Because it's sitting in the back of some 16-year-old's, like, beat-up sedan <laughs> they got from their grandpa. Yep. That they're How did you describe around. my brother just now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah, every time you, you see a pizza table. Think of me. Toast, yeah, think of Megan first, and, and then, then think, think of the woman who invented it. Yes. Carmela My Vitale. non-blood relative. Because <laughs> every time I tell people it's my aunt's mother, they go, your grandmother. And I go, why would you think that? <laughs> That's not what I said. I didn't say my grandmother. I said my aunt's mother. It's like one of those riddles where you're like, Jane's I'm, mother is also her daughter. What? I'm the troll under the pizza table asking you <laughs> questions before you can eat your garlic knots. <laughs> all right well and that is my story and that's my people here here carmela vitale what a legend all right shall we do do you want to hear my my claim to fame yeah give me your person yeah. i don't know if you can beat a pizza icon but we can try well i'm, I'm not even gonna try and uh, compete in the culinary arena there um i'm gonna go a little more murdery <gasps> you know as for my first uh love of, in podcasts came from true crime I mean, um, I could always murder a good pizza. Hey. hey. Uh, we should add a, a little. Yeah. <laughs> a little bacon sizzle. A s- rim shot. That's it. A little rim shot. A little sizzle. That would be funny. We a little bacon that. sizzle. A little every- sizzle every time we do a bad joke. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. So my, my connection is um, I actually have a little smorgasbord of true crime connections because I my parents did grow up in L.A. in the 70s and 80s. Peak murder time yeah big murder town they they were they really loved just having serial killers out there and the, during those times yeah what was it about california specific was it the I heat do we think it's like the sun and the desert right because you think is it the smoothies is it like pre-erawan <laughs> yeah like people they, didn't know what to do and they were just sad out they were there. eating too much gluten too much refined sugar and they were just murdering people yeah. and it was ter- terrible um but to add to all this my grandfather my dad's dad was a homicide detective in the like 60s 70s i think he retired in the 80s i'm not 100 percent, but he was a homicide detective and the big case that we know that he worked that we we i know that he worked on um he didn't really talk about it much surprise surprise um, men battling up their feelings <laughs> shocking i've never met one before <laughs> um but he was a fingerprint specialist um and he actually did the fingerprints for the charles manson the manson family murders <gasps> my jaw on the floor <laughs> <laughs> like you've never you've never heard this before i've I'm never s- told anyone this I'm ever i'm squeaking like squeak <laughs> um so yeah he and he actually he testified in the trial when they when it came to trial um and he's quoted in the book helter skelter so it's my like tradition every time i come across it in a bookstore i like find the index and i find sergeant harold dolan um and there's a great quote of that if you if you're just reading it and you didn't know him you wouldn't think was sarcastic (laughs) but um they there's some question of the like his accuracy with the fingerprints in the that comes up during the trial and the the um what, what's it called the prosecution prosecution yeah, the prosecution yeah pros- prosecutor yeah yeah the lawyer who's trying to put charles manson in jail like asks him how about something kind of like how many it's like it's like the part in legally blonde where she's like and how many perms do you think you've done a day you know kind of thing <laughs> like basically how many fingerprint cases have you done it like in your lifetime basically and he was and he goes i'd have to work that out on a piece of paper <laughs> and the subtext is fuck you yeah. <laughs> um so yeah sorry and he's he's in a couple like he's in a new york times article and an la times article i think about talking about it that's just why because charles manson is like the case like right the serial killer how many who movies? never killed anyone 
That's true. Right? He just sort of, which is almost creepier that he yeah, just no, I don't like mind it. controlled people into yeah. It's because I can like see reasons why some people might kill people. Mm-hmm. Not that it's good, and I'm condoning it, but like I can see where like your emotions play into it. So like, right, to yeah. want to manipulate other people to do violent acts. That's dark. That's a new level of psychopath. Yeah, that's... You came off a different UFO and landed here. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, has your grandpa ever been portrayed Oh, like, like an American Crime Story kind yeah. of Yeah. Have they done one of the Manson family yet? Not American Crime Story, but, like... Or, like... Oh, like a, a reenact... Any, any the, crime show reenactment. There's 17,000 Charles Mansons. Have you come across one where they included... The fingerprint specialist? I haven't, but I'm sure my family, like, one of my aunts would be, like, would send it to the family if the family, our family, not the family, our family. Um, so if, then the bigger philosophical question, mm-hmm. who plays him? Ooh. And I'm not talking, like, Lifetime TV movie. I'm talking, like, A-listers? this is what's going to sweep all of the Oscars because it's a biopic. You know the person playing <laughs> Charles Manson's getting the award. Uh-huh. They don't even have to try. You slap a wig on them and hand them the statue. Mm-hmm. Who's playing your relative? Ooh. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. See, I lean towards not having ever met him. Mm-hmm. Like Harrison you met, But you Ford. met my dad. That's true. And, like, imagine a, like, more compact version of my dad. Hmm. Ralph Macchio? Yeah. I could see Ralph Macchio. (laughs) It's, like, a bit part, but, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. Or, like, you can go, like, absurd, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. Dave Franco. (laughs) I like that. I think you'd like that, too, so. (laughs) Or you, like, replace him with a woman. Yeah, honestly, that that's probably like what would happen in the. They would probably there's two of them, and I think the other guy testified more or something. I don't know. He cited more, but Ugh, yeah. of course he did. Always, yes, trying to steal the spotlight. But you're like, come on, I want to be connected to the Charles Manson murders. Move out of the way, bud. Why? <laughs> right. Why is my grandpa only a footnote in the book? I know. I want him to be the chapter. Yeah. Um, but funnily enough, that's not our own, our family's only weird little six degree separation connection to like murders in LA. Just, like you would think the hom- the homicide detective is the obvious one, right? Yeah. But, um, the other like funny thing, <laughs> funny thing, um, the lawyer who defended the Menendez brothers <gasps> bought our house in Monrovia Ooh. when we sold it. So Edie Falco. Yeah. Basically, like, Edie I think, Falco bought your house? Basically. Uh, <laughs> a real person. I forget her name right now, but um, but yeah, my mom was like, yeah, we were talking and everything, and she was like, why do you seem so familiar? That's <laughs> because incredible. Because the Menendez trials were happening, yeah. So those are t- my two um, weird little true crime those are not small cases either right why, like why are those are main course one? yeah those are i've watched several specials on them everyone uh-huh. knows those two cases right like i and guess there you are in the center of it right i i am very integrally involved in both those cases absolutely um, in you a good way them. i solved them i brought them to justice uh, it was all me and my family basically you run so. this town yeah you're welcome la yeah awesome what a great connection yeah so that's my weird little like claim to fame and uh so now we're gonna stop the stop recording put 15 minutes on the clock and we're gonna try and connect our person who 
our stories like sort of revolved around to Kevin Bacon in Six Degrees or Less. Yes. And like normally this game is played with actors so you can like see what what movie they're in. But we thought that was too easy because of course people who work in the same field you can find connections between. So why not do it with real people? Yeah. To Kevin Bacon. Exactly. So um, now this is the part of the show where we're going to call the baconing. Um, so shall we put the we bacon on the grill and the let's begin let's get baconing alright we're back I'm sweating like <sighs> bacon on the 6 minute of cooking I don't actually it's... know how long you cook bacon for I don't know either I don't uh, make it generally speaking that's the gag of this all We neither of us is particularly into bacon no I like the concept of I like the joke around bacon I feel like bacon sort of has become what the mustache was in 2010 yes well it was the bacon and the mustache thing kind of overlapped for a while and now the bacon thing's still continuing bacon continues though because yeah i feel like bacon's less a fashion trend and more of a like eternally delicious and And, like it's good don't get me wrong i like i enjoy bacon from time to time i'm just not part of the cult of bacon yeah and just like bacon there are layers Mm -hmm. and we have layers to kevin bacon we do. How many degrees, degrees do you think you have? Me personally or for my person? For your person. I have, I got it exactly in six. I think I got to beat by doing it in five. <gasps> Amazing. What you got? Great. So, Carmela Vitale. Carmela Vitale won. Are we, are we counting the person as one? Yeah, we have to, right? Right, that like they're number the one. That, right. That's the beginning. Okay. They're the number one. In this episode. Maybe not in my life, but in this episode, they're number one. All right. So number one, Carmella Vitale. So Carmella Vitale to me, because mm-hmm. we're related. Okay. And then... So you're number two. Yes. Okay. So I am from the same neighborhood as Ralph Macchio. Number three. Huntington, New York. <laughs> Ralph Macchio was in a little movie called My Cousin Vinny. <gasps> yes! I forgot he's in that for... And you know... Who was also in My Cousin Vinny. Uh-huh. My biological clock is ticking. Marissa, Marissa Tomei. Tomei. Number four. And then Marissa Tomei, fast forward, deserved that Oscar. Absolutely. Every bit of gold in oh, it. she deserves everything. Was in a little movie called Crazy Stupid Love. With Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. In I- five. Amazing. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I really thought we like might run into a snag at this part in the show where we're like, "Oh fuck, I can't relate my grandpa back to Kevin Bacon." Yeah, but I can apparently. <gasps> Let's see. Let's right. see if you can. So, number one, my grandpa. Great. Testifies in his murder trial. Number two, Charles Manson. Uh huh. He was there. He was on the trial. Right. Murders or influences. He was the original influencer. <laughs> Charles Manson, original influencer, murders, the, the, the murders that took place in the Sharon Tate, right? Yes. So, okay, this might be a little, like, so Charles Manson has a Doris Day connection because of those murders, right? Right. Dor- Doris Day's, um, was the mother of Terry Melcher, who lived in that house. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So, like, little, if you'll allow me to connect, like, Right. It's murder, probably three you know. connections in one, but, like, we'll count it as one but for like, the sake of our first episode. Right. Down um, the line, we're going to get a little more competitive and accurate on our Do we have to be competitive stuff? about yes, it? Yes, everything ends in competition. 
Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so Doris Day, mother of Terry Melcher. Um, Doris Day did, did a lot of movies with Rock Hudson. Mm-hmm. Rock Hudson did a movie called A Fine Pair with an actor called Thomas Mil- Million. Nice, nice. Thomas Million did a movie called JFK <laughs> with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> So not bad. For, not bad. Not Older bad. We can ref- connect to Kevin Bacon. We connect Kevin with our relatives Bacon to Kevin Bacon. universal. He really is. And that's why we're doing this podcast to raise awareness for, for Kevin, Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Welcome to the club, Baconators. You're our bacon babes now. Let's get sizzling next time. Bye. Bye.